What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is uh, Tuesday, April 24th, 2018, and you guys are listening to episode 353. Um, you could look at this one as I'm doing this one really late or really early. Uh, could not uh, get the podcast out on time due to uh, not feeling well, being sick, and traveling all at the same time, and uh, it just did not work out how I wanted it to. Uh, so this one's going to be out later today, uh, and uh, and then I'll be back next week. So I'll give you a nice, good, long one today, and hey, that's what she said, and um, and then we'll be back on track here. It was just, uh, I was a little under the weather. I probably should have put something on on social media, uh, but I just thought that I was going to be able to do it every day, but... Um, you know, I'm not doing this damn podcast if I feel like every 20 seconds I'm going to shit myself. I'm sorry. I just can't. Uh, I just, you know, I got this thing. I don't know what I have. I don't know if I got like IBS or if I got just like something. Just every once in a while, my digestive system is just like, nah, nah, nah. You can't have gummy bears and jelly beans and think it's okay. You can't just have a cookie Anytime you want, like you're a fucking 15-year-old. Um, you are in your late 30s and uh, things are changing, buddy. So deal with it. And I'm not good with that, so I kind of just do everything that I was doing. And I'm realizing I need to alter diets, but I was not in the best of shape recently. But I will tell you all about it. Don't worry, not a lot of shit stories or anything like that. Not not, not stuff like that. Just, just uh, you know, I'll tell you about the whole weekend, which was uh, pretty amazing. So... Uh, the good thing is I got a lot of stuff to talk about on the show today. Um, and uh, Patreon coming out with, um, wow, man, a, a big animator from Blue Sky. Um, Blue Sky is, like I said to you guys, like How to Train Your Dragon and the Peanuts movie and Ferdinand and all these amazing movies. Um, I'm going to have an animator on my Patreon uh, probably tonight, definitely tomorrow. So you're going to have that and... Um, Thank you guys. You could be on my Patreon for as little as $3 a month. And I do appreciate my Patreon listeners and the new pledges that just came on, my uh, patrons, so to speak. But um, on episode uh, 353 here, got to talk about a lot of stuff, uh, including a one of the most adventurous catching a plane stories ever. And just the uh, weekend that was out there in uh, Nashville, Tennessee for the Nashville Comedy Festival. Um some really cool stuff. So sit back and relax wherever you may be, in your car, at your cubicle, relaxing at home, uh, and uh, listen to the uh, listen to the madness that ensued with me over the week. I hope everybody is doing well. Um, of course, I want to shout out all things comedy, guys. All things comedy. Um, amazing new show. They got a new show of Bill Burr in traffic. Um which I, I'm sure that's just that should be enough. Um, they got the cooking show with Burt Kreischer, all of the amazing podcasts, all of the uh, albums and stuff. So check that out. Uh, if you have a uh, a dog that needs help, check out City Living Dog and Coach Mike. You could check him out on uh, all of his amazing um, you know social media outlets and stuff. So uh, check that out. And uh, what else? What else? Um, all right, let me let me get into this thing here. Okay. 
I just got back from Nashville, Tennessee. I was there on um, April 20th and 21st. I flew in on Friday, and I flew out very, very early on Sunday. And uh, what I was the reason I was initially going out there was, uh, you guys know Sal Vacano, Sal from Impractical Jokers. He's a good friend of mine, and um, he's the only one of the Impractical Jokers that does stand-up. Out of the four of them, he's the only one. They were in, a, I guess, some inc- improv group. But he's the only one that does stand-up. So, anyway, what happened was Sal was like, hey, uh, I'm doing a theater show. Uh, Nate Borgazzi was on it. Very funny. Nate Borgazzi's on the show, whatever. Uh, I want a couple of my friends to come. Why don't you come out? Blah, blah, blah. You'll get paid. All this stuff. So I was like, um, I was like, uh, all right, yeah, no worries. Um, and I happened to find out that Burr happened to be at the festival in town around the same time. So I jumped on Bill's um, show at the Ryman, the famous Ryman, guys. The Ryman is one of the most famous venues in the United States. I mean, you're talking Elvis Presley and Johnny Cash and all those guys. Like this is um, this was a auditorium that was built in 1892. Okay, it was 1892, and um, I think somebody, Dean Del Rey was on the show with us, and Dean was saying that it actually shut down for 20 years, like in the 80s. It just shut down in the 80s and was just vacant, but abandoned, like just abandoned with nothing going on, I should say. So just there, capability to do something there, but nothing for 20 years. And then I guess after the 20 years, they renovated it, they spruced it up a bit, and then they started to do shows there. All of the seating is like church pews. So it's it's insane, and it's like this oval. It's really, really cool and unique, and you could kind of feel. The thing that I felt is you can feel the, the like, I don't know. You just you, It just had that, like, Elvis feel. It had that, like... 19 fucking whatever, 40s and 50s. It just had that thing, man. There's just something about it. And um, most of the stage was new, but they kept a little old strip. Like the wood was a little lighter, and I guess apparently that was the stage um, that all those guys, like Elvis Presley and all those guys are on. So it was really nice. Amazing crowds. Shout out to everybody on my social media, my Instagram and my Twitter who enjoyed the show and enjoyed me, said that they didn't know I was going to be there um, and everything. So it was really cool. Now, let me just, I just have to talk about this for a second. Um, And I say this with love and I say this with, uh, you know, no malice behind it, okay? No, I'm not trying to be malicious at all when I say this. Nashville, Tennessee is a straight up and down fucking shit show. It is a shit show. I have never seen more splatters of puke on the floor. I mean, people get off the plane in Nashville. Every bar, every bar has live music every hour, every day. So you go and so my sister who lived there for a year, she actually stayed an extra day because she knew I was going to be at the Ryman. And uh, she came out to the show with her friend Megan. Shout out to my my sister, uh, Carissa. We had a great time out there. And um, she took me to the famous Tootsie's Bar. I know some of you have probably heard of it. Tootsie's Bar. 
And it's this little bar, and it's got a little high stage and a narrow bar. Everyone's drinking. It's packed, dancing. Just live music. People just everywhere go, and she went down, down to the fucking city, the blah, 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 blah. Everywhere. Everywhere. It's me and my dog and a bottle of bourbon, and we're going to have a time. That's all, everywhere you go, every bar, okay, every hour. And I'm walking midday. I mean, this place, listen, I've seen, I've seen day drinking. I've seen day drinking in New Orleans. I've seen day drinking in Vegas. I have never seen day drinking the way these people drink in Nashville. I've never seen it in my life. Okay? I just, I mean, people, you go down, they, Broadway is one of their big, and you go down Broadway downtown, and I mean, it is festive. It was packed, 11 o'clock, and people are on those like, you know, Little fucking, you know, whatever it is. The, um, you know, when everybody kind of sits at an outdoor, they sit in like a, like they all pedal and this thing moves. I don't even know what, like a chariot. I don't know what the fuck it is. Anyway, I put a picture of it on my, uh, I put a, I put it on my social media. But it's just people singing and drinking and, and having a good time. But then there's like splatters of puke. And now I'm walking and I'm not good with seeing that shit. So I start walking and I see a splatter of puke and I kind of just put my head down and turn away and it was like chunky and like it was fresh. Oh, (coughs) and then like 10 feet ahead, I saw like the same puke thing, but like a little less. So the person wasn't done and I started getting sick and it's daytime. And then one dude, they were just like, just let him go. Just let him go. And you didn't know if it was a fight or whatever. And it was just a guy holding onto the wall with his head down, just getting ready to splatter. I mean, people at this place, I mean, music. and But here's the thing. very. I know it sounds nuts, but like clean and peaceful, if you could imagine that. It's peaceful drunks. I didn't see any like fights or anything like that. Um, But just, I mean, these people were going in. I mean, bars with balconies midday like you see in New Orleans with like the levels of balcony and everybody just, you know, waving and yelling. Um, One guy walked up to me. I walked out of my hotel and I just wanted to go for a little bit of a walk and grab like a snack for lunch or whatever. Um, I arrived late and the show wasn't until... The show was around 7, and I arrived at like, by the time I got to my hotel, it was 4, and I really needed to eat something, so I just go for a walk, I'm walking around, Bill and Dean were already in the hotel, and this guy just marches up to me confidently, tattoos all over his neck, shaved head, guy's eyebrows were shaved, but instead of like, like, like I don't know, he tattooed his eyebrows, but they were words. This guy had fucking words for eyebrows that were tattooed. And then he just looks at me, doesn't say excuse me or hey, just aggressively asks me where Hooters is. And the funny thing is I knew because I passed it on the way. So I was like, yeah, it's right up there. He's like, all right, man, yeah, thanks, or whatever. Just, I mean, I was literally so taken back by the level of nice, polite, slash, animal. 
You know, it's almost like Nashville is a place where like, like the nice sweet animals go, you know? It'd be like if you just had a bunch of pigs in a bucket of like, you know, and just, you're just throwing slop for them to eat. <laughs> the, 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 as nice as the ones could be, like the nicest ones that are in that pen, like they're like, they'll go to Nashville. And the other, <laughs> the other ones, <laughs> oh my God, dude, I'm not even joking around. It was just, I was actually, I couldn't believe like the, the, le- the ages too. I mean, these, some of these older women were festive. I was in the elevator. There must have been, there were two women in the elevator, prop, easily in their 50s. And like, I got off at their stop or whatever. And this woman was like, you following us, honey? And it was like, but they were like ready. They were like ready to party. They were ready, man. They were, I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, don't you need milk and a bed? Like, what the fuck? How are you ready to do this? No offense to people that are in their 50s or higher. I'm just saying it didn't seem, um, yeah, it was just like, it was wild, man. The shows were great. Um, the age range of the shows were all over the place. Um, and me and Nadine, we got to do a lot of cool stuff. We, um, like we just, I just did one show on uh, Friday, my little sister was in town, and we had such a good time, it was so cool to be at the Ryman Theater, um, or the Ryman Auditorium, excuse me, and have my sister literally, like, not in the crowd, she was, like, on the stage left, so, like, she just had her camera taking pictures of me, and she was literally, like, 20 yards from me, 15 yards from me, and I got to do that, and uh, had a great time, and then we went to the amazing Cigar Bar, uh, Cigar Lounge Blend, with Sal Vacano and, uh, oh man, it was just great. Fran and, uh, and, uh, Sal's manager, Dexter, me, my, my sister and, uh, her friend Megan. And we just had this, we were getting cheese plates and meat plates and, um, it was just really cool, man. It was nice. It was a really good time. So that was just one show on Friday. I could have done another show and I'm glad I didn't cause I, I heard that it wasn't great. But then, um, the next night, the next day, I had four shows. I was doing the brunch show at Zany's, which was packed. Then I did Bill's... No, then I did at 8 o'clock after that, uh, Sal, Vacano, and Nate's show at the Polk Theater, which was not far from the Ryman. Me and Dean jumped on that. That was incredible. That was like over a 1,000 people or whatever, just awesome. So we did that. And then after that, we went over to the Ryman at 9.30, did Bill's show, and then late night, we were going to go back to Zany's and do the Ralphie May tribute, but they didn't realize we had um, like a 4.45 a.m. pickup, and they didn't have us on to the very end of the show, and it was already um, well after midnight, and we would have had to wait. So they were just like, man, you know what? Go home, guys. It's all good. You know, let your last show be the rhyme in here. And we were like, yeah, like I just can't. I'm just not going to sit here and wait. Plus, you're only doing like six minutes or whatever, six to eight minutes. It was just like, you know what? We wanted to show face, show face for Ralphie, but like it was just so late already. So um, we went back and now here's where things get tricky, guys, okay? I'm not even joking around and this is not even my unacceptable. You want to talk about stress. I had such a long day. I had all these shows to do. I didn't even drink. 
you know, not even like, hey, let's have a. No, I had to. I did a brunch show, then all, then 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 two theater shows. I was absolutely exhausted, and I have a um, uh, Uber. Well, I just learned to use my Uber. How funny is that? I've had Uber on my phone, and everybody else has done it just because I've never. I don't know how to do it, and finally somebody's like, show me how to do it, and now I love using Uber. I feel like. Like, I feel like I'm going up to people, go, dude, have you used this Uber thing? This thing is incredible. And I'm going to look like an idiot because it's, it's been around forever. And like now I'm really excited about it. And I love how I don't have to worry about going into my wallet to tip, how I could just do it on the phone, which is the best. Um, and it's set up. I love how I'm telling you guys about Uber. It's set up that you get to judge the tip. Like, like it's just great. It's great. So anyway, um, Dean goes... Shout out to Dean Del Rey. I had a great time with him too. Uh, Dean had a 7 a.m. flight back to Los Angeles and I had a 6 a.m. flight back to New York. So I was like, look, dude, I got to leave at 4.45 tops. So now I ask everybody, I go, guys, on Sunday morning, what time do I need to leave to get to the airport? Everyone's like, ah, it's, it's a 10, 12 minute drive at that hour. You'll have no traffic. So I go, fine. Now, I only brought, because I literally was there for less than two days, I only brought a book bag with two changes, you know, two change, two outfits and um, all my podcast stuff because I thought I'd be doing a podcast from there um, and everything. So I was like, I don't have a bag to check. I should be, I'll get to the airport with an hour easy, walk right through security. Now, I bought the Clear. For you people that don't know Clear, Clear is at a bunch of airports, a bunch of sporting events. You basically walk past every line. Um, they scan your retina, your eye, and they scan and put jelly on your fingertips. And then when you go there, you just put your fingertips in. It's like some James Bond shit and your face gets scanned. And then somebody, I'm not even joking, then one of their agents literally walks you up past everybody and you pay for it, right? But I don't have uh, TSA uh, pre-check. So I get to the airport before 5 o'clock for a 6.02 flight. And I am already waiting a long time to check in and get my boarding pass. I look at the security line, and I'm not even kidding. It's like more than half a football field of a line. And then they're like, oh, there's another line over there, but it's the same. And then they put this big sign up that says 20 minutes for this one and 20 minutes for that one. Now it's like after 5. And I am literally going like, I'm going to miss this. So I went up to somebody and I was like, look, I don't know what's going on here, but like my plane boards in 20 minutes. And they're like, oh, you know, hopefully you'll be all right. You know, then one guy goes, yeah, you're not going to make it. And I'm like, well, can you fucking put me through the pre-check or whatever? Like, can I buy the pre-check? That's what I said. I go, I'll buy the pre-check. I said, literally, nobody's on the line. Nobody is on the line for the TSA pre-check and people are just walking right up. A couple people here, a couple people there. There's literally no line. You could just walk right up like fucking first come, first serve. It was perfect. And I go, my flight's leaving. Like, I, they know that I'm here. I checked in. Can I go? I'll pay for it. What is it? What is it for the year? 200 for the year? 100 for the year? Here's my fucking credit card. Take it. Whatever you want. No, we well, got to do a background check for the preacher. And I'm just going like, all right. So I'm waiting and I'm waiting and we're inching and people online are talking. And there's three lines of these dopes taking your fucking ID and your pass and looking at it. You know when they take it and they do that stupid thing with the marker where they just scribble on, okay, have a nice flight. And then that's when you go onto the line, you take your shoes off and you do all that shit. 
the guy on our line, I'm not even joking. Like, I'm, I'm not even, like, if there was a director of a movie going, all right, listen, I need you to just take extra time. I need you to be extra slow and almost do it on purpose. This guy almost on purpose. Everyone's going, why is this line? Why is our line taking so long? This guy would take your fucking ID and then he would take your boarding pass and look at them. Look at them both. And then like squint his eyes confused, confused. And then look around and like almost, and then he was, hold on. I got to ask something. I got to ask something. And he was all confused, like a brain dead. You know, when they used to have people, and I don't mean to be disrespectful here at all, but you know, when they used to have like people with disabilities work at McDonald's and shit, like it was almost like a fucking make a wish job. I was like, who put a blue shirt on this fat fuck who doesn't know what he's doing? Seriously, seriously. How is this brain dead asshole doing this job? He's looking around. Then one guy who's like 15 yards ahead of me, easy 10 yards ahead of me going, yeah, I got a flight to Newark, man. And like, I got to go. And the guy's just taking forever. And now I'm starting to go. And, the, and there was such a nice kid who goes, hey, you can go in front of me, man. I, I only have a seven o'clock. And then, um, and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. Now guys, they closed the gate 10 minutes before. I've missed one flight in all the years I've been flying and all the times I've been doing this, I missed one flight. Where they closed it, they closed the gate. And then I almost missed two that same day because I had my fucking headphones on. It was a bad day. I made the second one, but I missed the first one. And I was told during that painful learning experience that um, I was told that the gate of the airplane you're going to get on closes if, if at 10 minutes before takeoff. So I got a 6.02. So I just keep looking and it's almost 10 to 6. And I didn't even give this fat fuck my... my um, I didn't even give this guy my thing yet. So I'm at about 12 minutes. And finally I get there. And you know, and he goes to one line and then another line. So it's ultimately like six lines, but three people doing it. So they just alter back and forth. Like, all right, so the, the people to the left go, then the people to the right go. And that's one line. And we were on the far right and I'm waiting. And the guy who's going to Newark, I watch him and he just runs. And I'm like, dude, this guy's going to make it and I'm not. So I finally give this guy the thing and he's just looking and I'm looking around like, are you serious? I'm not even kidding. It was almost as if I can't even, I can't even explain to you people passionately enough. I can't even tell you people right now. Like I am so angry thinking of this guy was literally looking like if somebody looked at your ID at a bar and goes, okay, no problem. Go have a good time. Like picture that. Then he looks at you. Then he kind of just looks off into the sky then he looks at a friend and asks the time. Then he looks back down. Then he looks at the boarding pass. Then he looks at you. It was like that. It was like an extra 15 Mississippis with this asshole. And I'm losing it now. And I already heard the two women in front of me go, well, you could go ahead of me, but you got to ask everybody behind us if you want. So I'm just going, oh my God, I'm not making it. I'm not making it. I got up at 430 in the morning for nothing. I'm not making it. I'm going to be stuck in Nashville. It's Sunday. I want to spend the day at home. Even if I'm going to sleep and nap for two, three hours, I just want to spend the day home, you know, with my kids, watch the game with my kids. I've been gone for a week. It was a nutty weekend, a lot of quick traveling, and I'm going, I'm going to be stuck. Finally, the guy takes it. Now it's literally probably 552. 10 minutes before the gate closes. And guess what? I still got to take my shoes off. So I go right up to the two people in front of me. I go, look, I go, my gate's going to close in 30 seconds. I go, my gate is closing. I go, can I, go ahead, go ahead. So I put everything there. 
I put everything down, take my shoes off, do the whole thing, push it through. They tell me to go through the thing. And I'm like, wow, this is actually going pretty good. And uh, then they take my backpack out to scan it because they think something, just like when I lost my other microphone. So I told them, I go, I said to the guy, I go, look, dude, I go, look, my, my flight's leaving right now. My, pl- my I said, my plane literally takes off in 10 minutes. 10 minutes is takeoff, not boarding. 10 minutes. And they just went through it real quick and gave it to me. And they go, what's your gate? What's your gate? I think you can make it. What's your gate? And I go, my gate is what? They go, A7. They go, run all the way down that hallway. Guys, it wasn't a hallway. It was two fucking football fields. I could not believe. I just saw like this way to A1 through 6. And I still didn't even get to A1 through 6. And mine is like 7 through 10 or whatever it was. And guys, I am running. It is not even 6 o'clock in the morning. Okay? I haven't ran like this in years. Okay? I got, I'm got. i ready to throw up literally. Like I feel puke coming up. I'm fucking sprinting down this thing. And, uh, and I'm just like, there's no way it's going to be closed. I know it. And I'm sprinting. I see other people running. And I'm like, maybe they're running to the same thing. No. I finally turn the corner and I see one seven all the way at the end. And there's a woman there like looking for people. And I throw my hand up and she sees me and she starts waving, come on. Like she's at the finish line of the New York fucking marathon. And I know that means they're closing the gate. They're talking to the pilot because when they say close it, it's close it. So she sees me waving. She's going, come on, come on. I'm running. I give my ticket. A guy comes behind me. He goes, oh my God. He goes, thank God you waved. Thank God you waved because now, now I made it. That was awesome. And me and this guy last minute give our tickets, go through the fucking thing. They close the gate. The guy goes, yeah, I made it. He goes, this is awesome. He goes, my wife's not going to kill me. Yeah. And I can't even celebrate, guys. I'm ready to vomit. Okay. I haven't run like that. Like it was, it was almost embarrassing how out of shape I was because I was ready to just vomit. And I, uh, oh, another thing I did was I upgraded my ticket when I checked in to first class. So that's another thing I was upset about. I couldn't even enjoy the first class for the half hour, you know? So, but I know that there was a first class ticket waiting for me. And that's the other thing. And then I'm like, fuck, I bumped up to first class. I go, does that mean now I'm going to lose that money if I miss it? Or can I transfer that money to first class onto the other one? Like it was a whole amazing thing. So I get on the plane and sure enough, I'm in like the second row. I got a big leather seat, first class next to the window. And I get there and the guy goes, oh, you just made it. And I was like, you're very, <laughs> well, I wanted to say very observant, sir. And I'm sweating and trying to catch my breath and trying to catch my breath. And the captain comes on and he goes, all right, we're going to be at least 20, 30 minutes before we taxi. But they had closed the door, so I would have missed it anyway. And that whole time, I'm just trying to catch my breath. It's like, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning, 10 after 6. We still didn't take off. And I'm just getting my shit together. And I feel like I just, I feel like it was a movie and the end of the world was coming and I just got in. I mean, they were waving me down the fucking tarmac like they were just you almost missed this thing and then luckily I got my uh what's it called I got my um you know I got my breakfast I got my uh you know my my juice my breakfast cereal did yogurt did the whole thing and then just was able to sit there it was an hour and 40 minute flight very very comfortable smooth flight and uh got into What's it called? I got into um, 
Newark, and of course the car service. Um, nice guy. Guy was from India, uh, the driver. But the car just smelled like another country. I don't know how to say it, guys. I don't care. I was nauseous. I didn't feel good. I get car sick. I was stressed. The flight thing was so stressful. And by the, and then I get in the back of this guy's car, and you know it smells like fucking India in there. And I had to lower the window, you know, fucking the guy was late, but then of course he's a sweetheart. And then, you know, they always start talking to me about their kids, you know, and and their country they're from and shit. And I'm just like, all right, man, I'm going to tip this guy, but I just can't. I mean, I said to him, I go, dude, I need a window down. And it was just car sick. I was just getting thrown around the backseat of this car. Um, And then I came home and I just had to lay down and like settle my stomach and all that shit. So that was the real... That was the stressful thing, but um, it sucks because I got to the airport with so much time and no bags. Literally just had to walk through security, and you would have thought everybody in the state of Tennessee was in a state of emergency and went on a line to get it. I mean, it was, it just let me know that if anything really does bad happen, we're all fucked, everybody, all right? So we better just hope and just hope in your lifetime and your kid's lifetime and your grandkids' lifetime, whatever you, just hope. That there's not complete anarchy. Just hope that there's not complete panic and emergency evacuations with you or your loved ones. Because if it is, it's going to be bad. There's too many people on this planet. There is way too many people trying to do the same things. The highways are not big enough. There's too many cars on the road. The pollution is terrible. It's affecting climate, I think. I mean, shit, we didn't have a... I don't know about... I don't know... Like I said, we were talking about global warming. I'm not educated enough to know if global warming and what it is or what is and what happened a million years ago because I believe that this probably did, but there's definitely some sort of climate change happening here. Okay, because we don't we didn't have a spring <clears throat> until I mean it's almost May and it was thirty something degrees and snowing last week. So I mean I think we could all agree after you know the proof is in the pudding. Something's going on here. All right. And uh, it's just too much shit. So it was really annoying and frustrating. You go to an airport at four something in the morning, even in New York, and it's rare that it's that busy. Uh, and I was probably 10 Mississippis away from losing my, from, from missing my flight. Ah, oh, I'm so glad I got that off my chest and I could share it with the podcast listeners here. Uh, but now I'm going to go into my unacceptable because that's not even my unacceptable. That's not even my unacceptable. I'm going to go into my unacceptable, and then I will go to your guys' unacceptables um, right now. So I will do uh, my unacceptable first. Okay, so here's the deal. The the self-checkout thing at the supermarket, it, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Listen, here's when it works. It works when you have, it works when you have what? Like two or three items that have barcodes, Okay. That's when it works. Two or three items that have barcodes and you could scan it yourself real quick. When it doesn't work is basically when the supermarket is packed, okay? There's lines everywhere um, and you want to get yourself fruit, vegetables, uh, muffins, bagels, bananas, anything that needs to be like put a code in, all right? Because I go into this, I go into the, the supermarket and I just had, I had to get fruit. I had to get like berries and shit. I had to get fruit. I had to get, um, what did I have to get? I had to get like bananas. Just a couple of things that had like a code that you got to type in. All right. 
and everybody's having a problem with this machine. So people look for the next open lane. And then I have a problem with the open lane, you know, the other one. So a guy needs to come. And the guy that comes has a card. And the card, okay, what is it? Let me see. All right, let me type it in. And the guy kept getting pissed because it kept happening. And he was like, well, did you did you scan it? And I'm like, yeah, but it says, like, please call assistant. It's like, listen, this thing is not perfected if it says, please call assistant for help. I get that it's giving somebody a job that has to stand there, but you don't have an effective self-checkout system if you need somebody to constantly make people wait while he goes and fixes the problem of the person next to you. All right? It's like, why this guy's got some freaking card that like, I don't know, fixes everything or resets everything and lets you start over. And I get that. But like, how about there's a thing for like bananas? You know, how many bananas is in your bunch or fuck it, you know, or just a banana button? You know, like the, how about the supermarket cuts the same, same amount of bananas for every bunch. All right. Or whatever, you know, give or take one or two. How cheap do you got to be? And then you just put in bananas, you know, listen, we're morons. Just put pictures. You know, how many apples? Five apples is this one. Six apples is this one. Four apples is this one. Then you could have somebody oversee that to make sure the people are telling the truth. You know, if they see somebody show up with a barrel of apples and the guy just puts in four, then you know something's up. But it shouldn't have to be, oh, get a call. You think these people can really find out codes and start typing in numbers? I mean, the majority of people, you think they're going to do that? They're not going to do that. They're in the self-checkout line because they're lazy and slow anyway. You know, look, I don't, I, it's, it was so ridiculous. And then the guy's like, well, did you do it? It's like, dude, don't get mad at me or these other people because this machine sucks. You're getting paid for this. You're getting paid for this faulty, shitty service that you people offer. Self-checkout. Again, another example of too many people. They should have more lanes. That's what it is. They should have more lanes. And there should be a timer on every lane. You know, when you get your pizza, take your pizza. If your pizza, they used to do, if your pizza's not there in 30 minutes, it's free. Well, they should do that from the second you step online. They should have something going on. Instead of, oh, you know what? Something's wrong with this register. Can you tell Roger to come here? Yeah, this has been happening all week. And it's like, I don't have time for Roger. I don't have time for this. I don't have time. All right? I don't have time. I'm on a self-checkout line. I want to scan it and go. Okay? I have kids with me. I want to go. You should have saw the guy getting mad. He was almost like, oh, did you do it? Yeah, well, all right. Well, you got to, yeah, you got to reset it. It's like, all right. Yeah, it's like, you work here, dude. You work here, not me. You, 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 like what you don't tell me like I should know. I didn't get trained on this. I'm not in a fucking purple vest. Um. All right. Here we go. Let's go to you guys. Um. Unacceptable. Verdict read. All right. Here we go. This one wants to. They want to be anonymous here. They don't. They don't want their names read. People don't want to get in trouble. Let's go. This is from some nice guy. Hey, Paul. Hope you're well, and your show in Providence last week was great. Looking forward to the special. I could use some help, though, on this as far as who's guilty or not. Let me start by saying I love my girlfriend of four years very much. She will be the mother of my children and my wife someday. Oh, boy. Anytime somebody, you know, prefaces it like that, something's going on. Uh, let me start by saying I love her. <laughs> All right. However, over the past few months, she has constantly been complaining about weight uh, she has been gaining. 
like a good boyfriend. I've always assured her she looks fine uh, and have also tried countless times to help her eat uh, a little cleaner. I never say you when it comes to food, but rather we. We should have a salad or we should lay off the pizza or we should lay off the sweets um, and so on. Okay, that seems very nice and smart. But uh, no matter what I do, nothing seems to click. I will also say uh, I am no prize whatsoever, but I try to keep myself in decent, sh in decent shape. In decent shape. It's hard to say decent shape without fast. Anyway, I'm in the gym. Uh, three to five times a week, mostly because I eat whatever I want to uh, and otherwise uh, would be a fat slob. I can tell that you got your shit together just by the way you're humble. You said you're no prize, but you keep yourself in shape and you're in the gym three to five times a week. So you're definitely doing good. Okay. Uh, I uh, Am I unacceptable for feeling disrespected in a sense that she doesn't seem to care enough about the unhealthy weight and eating habits? Ice cream at 11 p.m., what the fuck? She's gaining. Or is she unacceptable for constantly complaining about something she, uh, as of now, has no intention of changing, even with me willing to help take part uh, with her? Again, I love her very much and am still emotionally, emotionally attracted to her as I've ever been. All right, but are you physically attracted to her still? Because you say here, I am still emotionally attracted to her um, as I've ever been, but the physical attraction is starting to uh, wane. Okay. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the verdict and sorry about the length. Go Yanks. Yes, go Yanks for sure. But let's delve into this. This is a good thing to talk about. This is a great question, and I love this. And I listen, guys. Take. Uh, Take note of this, guys, unacceptable, because what he did, which is going to make for a great listen and a good show, which I love, is it's an unacceptable but also the advice question. It's a question, and it's a great question, and he also brings up something that I think many, many millions of people go through. Here's the bottom line. Um, I was talking to another friend about this who said that he, he had somebody in his life complaining about weight and saw no changes. So I'm going to say this to you. Okay, uh, Mr. Anonymous. I almost said your name three times, by the way. Um, here's what I think. I think you're 100% right in feeling it's unacceptable for her. I don't think anything is unacceptable for you in this. And no, ladies, this is not a bias against women. All right, I would do the same exact thing if this person who wrote in, you know, was um, a female saying that her boyfriend or husband said that he wanted to lose weight and she saw him eating ice cream at 11 o'clock at night. The bottom line is this. Um, you either want something or you don't. And that's with everything in life. It really is. It's with everything within your life. Okay. Um, you guys know I've said it a million times. Well, I want a, I want a Merce, you know I want a Mercedes. Well, that'll never happen. Or I want a Ferrari. Or I want to make a million dollars this year. But that'll never happen. Those people to me are the reason why they are set at their job that they've been at forever and ever and ever. And listen, I'm not trying to. I'm, I'm honestly I'm not trying to to um, to discount them or, or say that you know they're not hard workers. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is when you have that mindset, it's always going to be the same. Okay. Um, you know, in, I know people in show business going, man, I'm never going to be able to, 
to do this. So they don't want me or they don't want people like us. So they don't want this. It's like those people are dead in the water and they're going to stay where they stay. Um, I think it's unacceptable what she's doing. And I think if this, and I'm being, I'm being honest with you, dude. Okay. So I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be rude to anybody here, but this is, this is actually what I'm about to say is this kind of the sad truth. Um, metabolism gets slower. People get fatter. People have to work harder. Okay. Um, women gain weight when they have children and it's really hard for them to bounce back. And I see the hard work that some of these women have to do. And I've, you know, I've talked to them about it and I watched the amazing strides that my wife made and my wife has been, you know, really going on a diet. She looks amazing. She's, uh, probably thinner than she's ever been since I've been with her and she's always been great, but now she's just like going, going for it and doing it and making it happen. And it's been a consistent thing. Um, so when you get older, when you have kids and all that stuff, it's just going to get worse. So if you can't do it before it, it's going to be really hard when everything just, you know, multiplies, uh, and, and just gets harder and both, you know, I mean, that's just science too. It's like the chemicals in your body. Like you just, it get it, things slow down. So I would say my advice and my verdict a hundred percent is she's the unacceptable one has to stop complaining about weight and then eating ice cream late, has to, you know, and, uh, you know, you seem, I'm not going to say you're like an enabler here, but you seem like you're being overly nice by saying we and this and that. Um, another thing that you can do, which I think works is if you constantly, if like, if you keep eating and stop saying we and start being like, yeah, I ate a salad today. And then just stare at her awkwardly. No, I'm kidding. But I think what you should do is you should definitely kind of set your example, but stop being so we about it. Stop being so like, because things like that let people off the hook. Because then she could like, you know, go to work or talk to somebody like, yeah, and he was saying we, we need to stop eating ice cream at 11. Or yeah, you know, he was even saying we need to stop eating. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, 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 that, that's not, that's a, that's an enabling thing here. That, that's not what you want to hear. So I would do, I would, I would be like, hey, you know, you look great and everything, but like, I got to be honest with you. You're telling me you're, you know, you're upset about weight, you know? And I also think sometimes an event needs to happen. I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, I know somebody who's getting married and before they were getting married, they were always like, as a female, they were always like, I don't know. I just got a weight thing and it's just hard. And people said, no, she snacks all the time. She's eating all the time. She's eating desserts all the time and she's sneaking in snacks late at night and she never lost weight. And quite frankly, she was getting big. She was getting fat. Let's talk. Let's be honest with it. That's what it was. She was getting fat and she didn't like what she saw in the mirror. And then guess what? She's getting married. And guess what? She dropped 60 pounds. She looks incredible because she's all in now. So so you're either all in or you're not. That's what it is. You're right. She's wrong. Um, <laughs> go Yankees. You're 100% right in what you're saying and, and you would get on there. And I got to tell you this though. It's a big problem to say that you're emotionally attracted. You're emotionally attracted to somebody, but the physical attraction is starting to wane. That's a big problem. That's a big problem, you know, because what's going to happen is you're going to have little, you know, I don't know, 
fucking Lizzie Johnson run by you or whatever your neighbor's name is or whatever, looking thin, and then you're going to get resentful like, oh, you know, you want to lose weight and you're eating ice cream and I see other people in the neighborhood running. And then you're going to start getting resentful to her because you're going to see other people doing their goals and doing what they want and, and then you're going to be like, hey, you know, so... I would I would say, man, I'm you know I'm not saying that the relationship's in too much trouble, but I think I'd nip it in the bud now before it turns into something. So there you go. There's a little uh, instead of Doctor Phil, there's a little Doctor Paul on that one. Just what I think. I could be wrong. Who knows? Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Don't think you use. What is this here? TVE Shark Tank from Robert. Hey, Paul, are you sick of forgetting your password? Don't you think to yourself that there have has to be a better way? Well, now, with the new... Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, Sochial app. Okay. Uh, there is. Uh, there is. All you do is go to your app store and download... The social, the social all. So I get it, like so, and then all instead of one L, two L's app. In there, you can put your passwords you have to social media and email. And when you're done, set up one password for the app. I love it, Robert. Oh my God, the social all will then sync all of your passwords, and you will only need to remember one password for everything. That's my idea I've had for a while, and with you talking about uh, passwords, it seems like prime time to pitch. Anyhow, hope you're doing well, and see you soon. Much love, Bobby T. Well, Bobby, uh, I should be coming back to your area because I, I, uh, Bobby is a diehard on the, um, and I believe Bobby is a, um, a Patreon. And uh, from the Atlanta thing, from the Atlanta area, and I'm going to be back at the Atlanta Punchline. We're actually working dates out now. Uh, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you what, there, Bobby T. I love the idea. I actually think it's a great idea. Something tells me something like it might be already out because it's it seems like it would make sense. But do your research and find out. And uh, before anybody steals it, you know, I'm reading it to people from all over. Uh, there's people out there, so Lord knows, you know, somebody's you know. Somebody way smarter than us in IT is going to figure this shit out. But that's a great one. I love it. Um, all right. Speaking of my uh, pitch for the plush bus, Jack sent me two images. And he sent me a bus that says, extra leg room and comfortable seats. Stay tuned. Free Wi-Fi. Okay. So this is a big bus. But this is, I, I understand what you're saying, but this is not like the plush bus. Okay, because I see like unlimited bus travel, $12.60, relax, extra leg room, comfortable seats, people. It is. It's like a very, very nice version of a Greyhound with a lot more amenities. I get that. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the private. It's really good. All right. And this says, uh, what does he say here? It says, hey, Verzi, this is a platinum premium bus from my uh, hometown uh, Birmingham in the West Midlands, the UK. Okay. 
It has Wi-Fi, extra levroom, comfortable seats, power outlets, real-time announcements, and AC or heating depending on the weather. Not quite as flashy as the plush bus, but I'd say it proves there's a market for luxury public transport. If you're serious about the idea, then go for it, dog. You rock, Paulie. All the best to you and your family. Hope to see you uh, cruising around Trenton in a plush bus someday. Yeah, all right, good. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's close, though. It's definitely like... It, it, it's, there is a market there, but I'm even going to say like one up from it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's going to be a, another level. It's going to be like another level of that. And that is good to see that some people will pay for it. That's cheap. I'm going to go even more money. Here we go. All right. Uh, all right. Here's another one here. Thank you guys for those submissions. Here we go. This is uh, gambling unacceptable. Uh, Okay. Uh, hey, Paul, my name is Trevor. I'm 25, and this is my first time writing to TVE. I went to two of your shows. Uh, wow, in Vancouver. Okay. With Bill. Okay, in Vancouver, and you guys were hilarious. Real quick, I wanted to say I found you several years back through Bill's podcast where he mentioned he would laugh his ass off at how you enjoy having a field day uh, fucking with salesmen or other people who call you on the phone. He said something about you pretending to be interested in what they were pitching to keep them on the phone for long periods of time until they realized they weren't actually going to get a sale. Something along those lines, if I recall correctly. Then sure enough, on an episode 319 of TVE, about 56 minutes in, us listeners got a taste of you fucking with that survey cunt. That has to be one of the best podcast moments of all time. Well, thank you. Anyways, my unacceptable is people who gamble regularly at the casino. These dopes never seem to realize that Ninos uh, are taking your money in the long run as your odds of making money is always below 50%. Uh, you just end up paying these fat fuck security guard salary at the end of the day. I've caught myself being a deacon every, um, every now and again and it annoys the fuck out of me every time I walk down, uh, down a yardstick. That's why I've decided to move towards sports gambling with friends and uh, slash or while watching a game live instead. I can see why you and Bill are putting money on the Yankees and Boston games because it encourages you uh, to um, actually watch and be invested in each uh, yeah in each of the game and B. Uh, if you do lose, you are just donating your lunch money to a friend. I feel like uh, you guys are beauties and have a solid understanding of which method of gambling you have more fun with regardless of the outcome. Well, that's true, and you have to. Anyways, people who go to a casino on a regular basis to donate their paychecks should be locked up in a casino. Wait, that's probably punishment enough as it is wasting their lives and income anyway. Um, therefore, no punishment required. Uh, last thing I wanted to say is that I think it would be funny if, uh, when promoting your sponsor, Chassis, you, um, we want me to actually do it, uh, you were to go into the actual application process or perhaps the various methods you use to powder that nutsack. I don't know if I could do that. Like you, <laughs> like you, uh, just put the powder on your hand then lift each ball uh, like pistons <laughs> or, or do you lay the powder on the surface 
of the bathroom counter and T-ball it until <laughs> all surface area is covered. Or maybe it's just more a process of <laughs> kneading dough with flour when making bread. No homo. Can't wait for the special to come out. Love the podcast. Cheers. Uh, thank you so much, Trevor. Um, no, with, with powder in your balls, it's always just, you know, you load up the hand and then you just, you know, you put it on your balls and then you wash your hands and that's, that's pretty much it. I don't know why I started with that. Um, but yes, I've learned over time, even gambling on NFL football is really not smart. Um, much rather just have some fun bets during the Super Bowl. And yes, with a friend, um, me and uh, our agent and uh, Bill, we all have $50 every time the Yankees and Red Sox play. And it always goes back and forth. Last year we ended up, they played 19 times last year or whatever. We ended up, somebody was down, what, 50 bucks? I don't even know. And, and we ended up, um, or, or breaking even or something like that. So yeah, it's always fun. If you know you lose your money, a little bit of money goes to a friend. You know, 50 bucks here or there is not really going to kill anybody and you have so much fun and you're texting back and forth and it's way better and less sad than going to a casino with $1,500 that of your hard-earned money and thinking that you're going to win. It is ridiculous. Uh, thank you so much for the uh, submission, Trevor. Glad uh, you wrote in for the first time. Uh, great. Got a couple more and then we'll get out of here. Okay, let's see who's next. Well, there shouldn't be many more here. Let's see. So the gambling was Trevor, right? Okay. Um, this one from Eric. Shark Tank idea. All right, Eric, let's hear it. Here's my Shark Tank idea. It's called Fetch, and it would be uh, for mainly college towns, but it could work for bigger cities. Basically, it would be a service that you would pay to go retrieve your car uh, from the night before. Uh, when I was in college, there was no public transit or Uber. We would have to drive to go downtown or to house parties. So uh, either we would need a designated driver or we would stumble uh, back, uh, back home. The next day uh, royally sucked when you were hung over as shit and having to grab a ride back to your car and walk back to your car. Fetch would just do it for you. Um, price per retrieval would be based on how far, uh, we would have to go. Now I realize Uber Lyft is probably, uh, so prevalent, uh, that this idea sucks. <laughs> Fuck, never mind. Come to Chicago. Um, yeah, I don't know. I actually like the, I actually like the idea. Um, it would almost be where... No, what about this? I think I could add a little amendment to this thing, or or not amendment, but like a a little. Uh, I'll throw a, you know, kind of a different angle on this that I think keeps the idea good. Is what you do is when you're on your way home the night before, you put the location of where your car was left, or the designated driver or whoever is with you, right? puts the location. So let's say you're leaving Joe's pub, right? You're leaving Joe's pub three o'clock in the morning. You know, you had a couple things. Somebody there tells you, I mean, that's the thing you're going to have to you know, remind yourself. If you just wake up and not know where your car is, then you could do the Uber thing. But what if there was an app 
where you put in a location, a picture of your car or whatever, and then your car was delivered to you in the morning. So when you woke up, it was there. Boom. There you go. I'd love to come back to Chicago. Thanks for the submission, Eric. Okay. Uh, last one. Here we go. Advice not an acceptable. Um, oh, okay. This is from Justin. He says, hey, Paul, I have a solution for your problem of remembering passwords. I use Password Manager. It stores all the passwords in encrypted from, uh, form and generates new secure passwords for you uh, as well. Here's the link. Uh, so I don't know if that throws one into Bobby T's. I don't know if that throws a wrench into Bobby T's plans. But um, that's awesome, man. And thank you so much for that. And what is that? Let me just make sure. So it is uh, tomsguide.com. Best password managers. Okay, we'll look into that too. Thank you guys so much. Those are the unacceptables. Those are the, those are the submissions. And um, like our first submission, um, if you guys want advice or you want to talk about something, I'll give uh, advice on the show too. We can do that. If you'd like to submit, submit to unacceptables4tve at gmail.com. That is unacceptables4tve at gmail.com. Not the number four, but F-O-R. Uh, thank you. What do we have left here on the thing here? Um, movies. What did I see? I saw... Oh, you know what I saw? I was told to see. It's an old movie. It's a couple of years old, I think, actually. But it was Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling in The Nice Guys. And uh, some really funny parts. Very different. It was a different type of movie. I loved the feel of, like, the 70s. Um, it just had that feel. Smoking cigarettes, you know... Wearing like the sunglasses all the time with the collared shirt. And it just had that 70s, the cars. Uh, but funny. Some really funny lines. They both play like detectives or private eyes. And they're trying to find this girl. And they, you know, they get to the bottom of this thing. Really cool. But um, I enjoyed it. So if you guys want to check out a movie, if you did not see Nice Guys, I think Joe Bartnick and Burr were telling me about it. Saying, oh, it's funny, is good. And, um... My little brother came over and we're like, ah, oh, what do you want to do? And uh, we ended up watching it. And I also, my little brother got into Fortnite, playing uh, playing Fortnite, which is like the most popular video game in the world right now where you play against other people in a battle royal and like in a fight and the last person standing. It's pretty nuts. Um, so we were doing that and then um, we watched Nice Guys because that's what guys in their 30s do nowadays, right? Um Talk a little uh, Yankees baseball. Still early. Don't want to get ahead of myself, but they're nine and twelve now. They're starting to get a few games above five hundred. Looks like they're clicking. Stanton's starting to hit a little bit, slowly but surely. Uh, Didi's the man. Yankees look fun, man. Yankees look fun. That's gonna be good. NBA playoffs. Um, yeah, I'm rooting against the Cavs. I'm just tired of it. I'm just tired of LeBron's happy, LeBron's not happy, LeBron's this, oh, but he's a nice guy, but oh, where's he going to go, is he going to stay, I'm just so tired of the guy's whole career, where he's going to go, is he going to stay, I'm just tired of it, you know, tired of it, I'd like to see them just lose, and, and that's it, I rooted for him to win it in Cleveland, he did, I'm just tired of it, I'm just done, and maybe it's not even his fault, maybe it's the media's fault, but I'm tired of it, they did it to me, they did it to me, the same way I've been telling you guys, Shawshank Redemption, great movie. AMC and all these places, they ruined it for me. They played it so much. They played that great movie so much that I'm like, ah, you know, I could do it without seeing it now. Andy Dufresne, my friend. Okay, yeah, I get it, dude. I don't need to see it again. 
Same thing. LeBron has turned into the Shawshank Redemption. Always great, undeniably great, too much of it. There you go. Um, I'll tell you what, though, man. This Utah Jazz team is really fun to watch. Um, I still think the Warriors are going to win. That's what my prediction is. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. And uh, the NFL draft, everybody, is hours away, less than two days away. And all that needs to be said, okay, all that needs to be said. And let me just say something. Everyone's going on going, you got to get a quarterback, you got to get a quarterback. The GM of the Giants watched film of Eli and said he has years left. He just turned 37. He has years left, plural, two or three years Okay, he's going to play till 39 or 40 and retire. Okay, he has a long time left. And everybody else, there's not one quarterback in this draft, not one, that is anything that is like a sure shot. And so, oh, well, there's a lot of running backs. There's no running back like Shaquan Barkley. Shaquan Barkley. Okay. One sentence needs to be said. On April 26th, Thursday evening. And that sentence is, with the second pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Shaquan Barkley, Penn State. That is all that needs to be said. Did you get the chills? I did a little. That's what needs to be said. And then you will have one of the best running backs, you know, God forbid any injury, I think this kid is as sure of a shot as you've ever seen in an NFL draft, and that's it, period. Okay, so anybody going, oh, run, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So anybody thinking that uh, you could get another running back, or you, none of these quarterbacks do anything. We got a quarterback on the bench we haven't even used yet. There's free agency. You could go and get somebody. Just wait. Ride this out. Give Eli all these weapons Beef up the offensive line. All right, you broke three legs in one game last year. All your wide receivers, have you never seen anything like it before? You know, just call it a fluke year, a bad year. You went 3-13, and 13, you had a dud, just move on. That's it. That's what's going to happen, you know? Um, so, that you know, that's how I look at it. I think I actually like the state of the, uh, the New York sport. It's just, you know, of course, you guys know what my problem child is. We don't have to talk about who my problem child is in New York. You know how hard it is to watch these some of these great NBA playoff games and it's not my Knicks? You know how hard it is to know what these fans are feeling, how great it is when Madison Square Garden in Midtown Manhattan is rocking because the Knicks are good? You know how long it's been since then? You guys know. It's heartbreaking. It's, uh, you know... I want I want Like, I like that app idea. There's a couple of app ideas I like. I had an idea. I mean, I know I'm off the sports thing now, but my parking app would have worked where you just, you, you say where you are or where you need to park. And then when something opens up, somebody goes on their app and says they're leaving and stuff opens up. You know, you could have called it spot or something, right? But there's a ton of them now, you know? Um, yeah, so I think that's the problem, man. So many smart people that actually have the capability of doing it. I could come up right now with the greatest app ever, and I don't know how to do it. So I'd be sitting on it, and then before you know it, some dude who goes to like, you know, 
Harvard is just you know been thinking about it already and knows how to make the, the you know knows how to make it and stuff. So you know, I can't do it. I'd be like, yeah, I have this great idea. Now, well, how much does it, is it going to cost me to get a team to do it? Um, I like the password thing too. I wonder if like the password manager is is really something I should do. I don't even still right now. I changed them all. I don't even know my passwords for everything. I don't know my Instagram. My Instagram password stayed like they saved it. I don't know what it is. So if I logged out, I don't have it. I don't know what it is. Um. But uh, yeah. All right. So I want to thank everybody. All of the kind words who came, who came out in Tennessee, and I've got some other stuff lined up. Uh, places that I'm going to be going are where are we going to be going? We're going to be going to um, Massachusetts. New Jersey, so yeah, it's going to be a lot of local Northeast, Massachusetts coming up, New Jersey coming up, um, Atlanta, the punchline in Atlanta, we're in talks right now, coming up, so um, got to see, by the way guys, the new um, paulverzi.com, the new website is up, and I want to just shout out Nicholas Pappas, okay, uh, Nico, I want to shout out Nico for building this. He's a web designer. And uh, also want to shout out my manager, Crystal Stark, who said, Paul, it's time to take the website to a whole other level. And boy, did he. Um, I've had some nice websites, you know, coming up and try to keep up with the times. Nothing like this. If you guys go to paulverzi.com, there's a homepage, bio page, shows, video with clips of me on TV, some stand-up a little bit, the podcast, then the news, merchandise to buy the album, uh, photos, which is always being added and worked on the photos, and the contact page. But it is an absolutely sick website. I'm not even going to lie. like It is another level website. And uh, I mean... People were just like, dude, that is sick. It's really cool. It's got all the updated shows, um, you know, pretty much now through May, even some stuff like late in the fall and stuff that we just put on there. So it's on there. So if people want to get tickets for something later in the year, um, so all of the new dates are going to be on there. But it is, it just goes to show, man, like these people that know how to do things, like these people are good at what they do, just like comedy. You go see a comedian that knows what they're doing. It's great. You go to a doctor who knows what he's doing. You get a lawyer that knows what they're doing. It's just so good when it's like professional and awesome. Dude, this guy, like we had a website built and it was nice. It really was. Matter of fact, me and my wife, my wife could actually design a website. She's great. But then, you know, and I would have been happy with it. Really happy. I'd be like, oh, this is awesome. Then I didn't realize like this guy just knows how to do it to the point where like this is his job. He's a website designer. Like this guy can like go on to like Macy, like make Macy's website. Like this guy could go and do, you know, like the website for, you know what I mean? One of these big companies and you just see the difference and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, and I even have access now to put in the dates and people could buy tickets. So the whole thing is just up and running. Please check it out. Actually, guys, you could check out the, um, you know, cause it, it, I could, I could see the amount of people visiting. So please check it out. It's paulverzi.com. If you don't know my last name by now, you obviously are not a fan. It is V-I-R-Z-I. Um, and yeah, check me out on Twitter and Facebook and all that. But check out the new website and go to the shows. Like I could go right now. This Thursday, I'm going to be in Atlantic City. Uh, this Saturday, I'm also going to be at Atlantic City Comedy Club at the Tropicana. Friday, I'll be in New York City. 
Okay, I'm doing two shows at the Atlantic City Comedy Club at the Trop. One is at, let's see here. One is at, what is it, 7 o'clock? Yes, one is at 7 o'clock and one is at uh, 9 o'clock. Okay, this Thursday, it is 8.30. So 8.30, fri- uh, Thursday, and then Saturday is 7 and 9. Uh, I will be at the stand. I will be at the stand this weekend, uh, next weekend, uh, you know, so you could check out all those dates. Uh, guys, May 18th, Princeton, New Jersey. That's right. And 19th, two shows, Princeton, New Jersey, Catch a Rising Star. Okay, that is at 7.30 Friday. And on Saturday, the 19th of May, it is 9.30. So there you go. Catch a Rising Star, Princeton, New Jersey, May 18th, Friday, 7.30, and Saturday, 9.30. Okay, so check those out, New Jersey. Come out. And then um, if you're in Westchester, all right, if you're in Westchester and you want to see me on my home turf in Westchester, New Rochelle, I'll be at a place... Hold on, what the hell is this place here? I guess it's like a bar restaurant that like everybody's raving about this back private room that does comedy. Everybody's saying how great of a setup and they get dinner, but it doesn't interrupt the show because the show is just the show and it's in this private room and it gets packed out and it's called uh, Dubrovic. Dubrovic. It's in Nourishell. It is a bar in Nourishell. I will be there one night only. The show starts around 8.15, Thursday, May 24th. That is right here in Westchester. You could check that out. And uh, and then way, 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 way down later, uh, towards the end of the year, I'll be at uh, Uncle Vinny's in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. So those are pretty much the Jersey dates that I should be doing this year. If anything else gets added on, I will let you guys know. Um, and all you guys have to do is go to the web t- uh, website to see. You could also... Listen to the last three episodes of the Verzi Effect on the website, yes. You can also listen to uh, the album, samples of the album on iTunes off of the website. So it is just, it's insane what they did. Uh, Access to all of my social media and all that stuff. So again, shout out to Nicholas Pappas. What a great website. I've never had one like this. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, And uh, yeah, big announcement coming soon. You guys know what it's about. It's about the special that's going to be coming soon. And um, there you have it. So those are the dates. Uh, Those are the plugs. What else do we have? Don't tattoo your eyebrows with words. Um, And there you go. So I think we talked about a lot of stuff here. I want to stay on doing the show. I I, I just don't know. I don't have a blueprint now. You know, it's one of those things. Oh, boy, here we go. You ever look at your phone? Oh, nice. Nice. You ever look at your, um, you ever look at your cell phone and see like six, you ever look at your website and see, uh, uh, I mean your cell phone and see like six texts, but like a second ago there was none? Um, so let's see. Mon- uh, okay, that's fine. Okay. Okay, that's fine. What are you going to do? Uh, anyway, I just clearly read a text that I was halfway pleased with, and the other half was like, ah, eh, and I didn't realize I was still on the air. Um, <laughs> wait a minute, dude. Did that say? Nice. Okay. Um, 
All right, guys, what age do you get to where you tell people that you don't like you don't like them? Let's talk about that for a second, okay? Going to a little bit of overtime here. You like All right, so here's the deal. You like the person and you've hung out with them, right? But you're clearly outgrowing them or they're outgrowing you. Something is not, something's not clicking anymore. You're just kind of like, all right. We're going our own ways. We don't talk that much anymore. Then you don't know if it's you. You don't know if it's them. So, um, you know, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes when you, I guess with a relationship that's not a, an intimate relationship, not like a, that, it, that fizzles out too sometimes because you just realize you're like, yeah, you know, I thought this thing was going to go, <laughs> I thought this thing was going to go somewhere else. And, um, you know, you're just clearly going a different way. I will say this. I think that the significant other in somebody's life definitely dictates how a friendship, if and when a friendship will continue. Do you know what I mean? Like you have a friend and him, you know, his girl and you just get along and it's great. It's just always like, yeah, we got to hang out with them. We got to go to dinners with them. Even if we don't see them for a couple months, we got to make it a point to, to make plans with them. But if that person has somebody shitty that you don't like and you're just like, dude, I love that person. I can't stand who they're with. And you hear things and you want to keep your mouth shut. That makes it kind of like tough, you know. And then it makes it tough because you don't know if you want to tell the person. Be like, hey, dude, I got to be honest with you, man. You know, you've been saying this and that, and here's what I'm seeing from afar. And just as your friend, I wanted to tell you and let you know that that person does kind of suck. So, like, what do you, you know what I mean? And um, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like um, it puts you in a bad spot because that person takes it personal. That person gets upset with you. Then it's going to, you know, one or two things can happen. They can be like, no, screw that, and then go tell the person, and their relationship's over. Or they don't tell the person. They just, you know, hold it in, and then they resent you. So I think, though, after talking it out and thinking about it, I think diplomatically telling the person. And by diplomatically not being like, hey, man, this bitch is ruining you, and I can't stand her. Not that. Just be like, hey, man, just make sure, you know, you're treated the right way and, you know, things make sense because I've seen that you've been stressed out, blah, blah, blah. I think that's the way to go. But there's definitely been a time where I've been, you know, I definitely know some people that I'm like, dude, what are you, what's going on here? You know? And the best is when your friend is like, dude, thank God you're right. Like, that's what I thought. Yeah, I got I to gotta fix this. That's like a real friend who understands you're not being a dick. Um, but I'm going to stop talking because I don't want to get myself in trouble. So... Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm putting this one up. Even though I could wait till Thursday and just say I skipped a week, I'm not. This one's going to be up right away. You're going to get a Patreon uh, today. Uh, oh, man. So let me just tell you guys, uh, Patreon people, thank you so much, by the way, for your $3 a month. That's all it is. For $3 a month, okay, what I'm going to do for $3 a month, just to recap and let you guys know, what you'll get is, so what I do on the pod, what I do with it is um, there is... Uh, anywhere from, so there's always going to be a minimum of like four Patreons, uh, extra podcasts, um, you know, so you'll get extra content, uh, you know, just news, I'll rant, you know, if a quick video is funny or if a picture or something that I think is worth it, but you're always going to get extra content. Like the last one, you know, I talked about depression 
and uh, you know talked about some some depression stuff and people really you know liked it. Uh, another one I just literally did a angry an angry 25 minute unacceptable rant. It was literally picture me screaming on an unacceptable like you guys always hear for 25 minutes I did it. Uh, and it was called epic rant. Another one is um, I talk about the 60 minutes interview. Uh, with the with the porn star and being sober and parenting part one. There was another part. Uh, talks about his my cat, my uh, uh, open relationships, and why sex slows down. And then people talk about that. So all kinds of stuff like that you're gonna get. Um, now as far as my next guest on it, because sometimes I'll just do one in, alone in the car going on what's up. Um, but my next so Blue Sky for you guys uh, that don't know, I'll tell you Blue Sky is. Um, the studio that is responsible for um, Blue Sky Studios. So yeah, so they did. Here's the movies that they did. They did Ferdinand, okay. They did um, Ice Age. They did Rio. They did Peanuts. They did um, Epic. They did uh, Robots. They did all the Ice Age movies, all the little shorts that you see with the Ice Age with the little rat and the thing. They did that. Uh, uh, Horton Hears a Who from the Dr. Seuss. All those stuff. They do all of those movies. Um, an anime, how to train my, how to train your dragon, and all that. So I'm gonna have an animated from Blue Sky, an animator from Blue Sky Studios talk on the next Patreon and talk about like what it's like to do that stuff and all that. So uh, I'm excited about that. So you will get that too. Um, this has been episode uh, 353. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. More to come. I am out of here. Take care.